Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Nice morning out there. Good morning, Bob, with you at the shank of the day. We've got chores to do on a Friday morning. Jill is still down at the State Fair in West Dallas, and I'm sure she is uh, having fun down there, finding out a whole bunch of stuff. She sent more information on the uh, Governor's Blue Ribbon Auction We'll uh, pass some of that along. Also, uh, we were over at the Clark County Fair yesterday, and uh, we'll hear from some of the exhibitors over the weekend. But a very important farm safety program is uh, going to be going on today, tomorrow, and Sunday from the Nielsville High School at the uh, Clark County Fair family. It was the uh, tragic accident we had. uh, Lost our farmer friend, Tom, down about time the Nielsville Dairy Breakfast was going on, so the Nielsville FFA starting a farm safety program family, so it's uh, really a neat project. We'll hear about that in a little while this morning, so that's going to be going on at the fair, but uh, we'll pass along some of the winners at the uh, hog show and the beef show and all that sort of stuff, so a lot of things going on this morning. USDA has a big report coming out. And uh, this is the first one that actually talked to farmers. And uh, while this one, the numbers, I don't think are going to change a whole lot. Next month is when they really, really use field observations to come up with some of these uh, crop production numbers for this year. And the Allison Dairyland Program in Wisconsin receiving some national recognition. We got a lot of chores to do this morning including taking a look at our weather forecast, which might get a little bit wet today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Should have studied battle before I went to Germany and Austria, but I got the beer ordered. They always understand when you order a beer, Ein Bier bitte, and they always know what you want. So depends on what you want to say in German, whether or not you want to study it, but uh, would have come in handy a few times, but... 
We have a weather forecast. We want to check that for you this morning. And the weather brought to you by Marquardt Motors. You know, they've got the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out. MarquardtMotors.com or on the lot. Today, probably going to get a little wet. There are some areas right now reporting some rain this morning. Rice Lake reporting rain 59. But uh, rain around the area today and not going to warm up much. 67. We're about 63 right now. Then over the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday look like pretty good days. So if you didn't uh, get all the hay up, hopefully you did yesterday. But it looks like we got about uh, five good haying days after this rain goes through today. And then next Thursday and Friday, it looks like a chance of rain again. Temperatures in the 70s. It's 63 right now in the Chippewa Valley. Again, not going to warm up much, but 67. That'll do it. It'll feel good today. Hey, some rain moving through right now. Some light showers at this point in time, at least around here. But there is rain in the forecast for today. High about 67, so it'll be a very pleasant day. A minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. Former President Trump is making it clear he's not opposed to the release of documents related to the FBI's search of his Mar-a-Lago estate earlier this week. In a statement on Truth Social, he said he's actually encouraging it. Trump called Monday's raid of his home un-American, unwarranted, and unnecessary. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced on Thursday that the Justice Department had filed a motion to unseal the warrant and other related materials. Anne Heche's representative says the actress suffered a severe brain injury and is not expected to live. Heche was involved in a car accident last Friday where she crashed into a Los Angeles home before her car burst into flames. She was severely burned and taken to the hospital where she's been in a coma. Police say the actress had cocaine and fentanyl in her system at the time of the crash. The CDC says there are still unanswered questions about how monkeypox spreads. The Atlanta-based agency is looking into whether the virus can spread through someone who's not showing symptoms. The agency also says they need to research if the virus can spread through bodily fluids and how often cases are being transmitted through coughing or sneezing. The search for a missing New Hampshire girl is now a homicide investigation. New Hampshire Attorney General John Formella announced Thursday that investigators believe Harmony Montgomery was murdered in early December 2019 when she was five years old. While Harmony's remains have not yet been located, we do have multiple sources of investigative information, including just recently confirmed biological evidence. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Almost five minutes after five o'clock on a Friday morning. Brent Wink will be in too. That'll add more to the program as always. So he'll be in talk about the crops. But uh, taking a look at the weather, I think the crops are going to get a little drink of water today. Rain likely across the area. Nothing heavy or severe it doesn't look like. 
But some uh, some rain, some falling this morning already. The road's probably wet, so be careful. So the high today, only about 67. Very cool day today for the middle of August. But then it'll warm back up 70s and 80s Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Partly cloudy, so it should be some, some good crop weather around our part of the country. And then Thursday and Friday next week, you get a chance of rain temperatures in the 70s. A little rain around Rice Lake this morning, 59. Medford at 54, 57 in Wausau. Marshfield at 58. La Crosse, 66. Green Bay is at 53. Madison Sun Prairie at 56. We'll be heading down that way a little bit later on this morning. And uh, 61 in Milwaukee. 63 right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. We've got a busy morning. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's check the numbers courtesy of the folks at Rural Mutual Insurance. Cash Livestock, choice-fed beef steers trading 141 to 152 and a half with the mixed steers 110 to 141. Choice-fed beef heifers 140 to 148 and a half mixed 130 or 101 to 139. Choice fed Holstein steers, a buck and a quarter to one forty and a quarter and a half with the select steers in the Holstein side, eighty-six to one twenty-four. Cows seventy-three to a dollar two, the bulls seventy to a dollar five, butcher hogs eighty-six to one oh five, sows sixty-seven to seventy-eight and a half, boars twenty-five to thirty-two, new crop market lambs ninety-five to one thirty-six, the feeder lambs ninety-five to two fifty-five. At the Mercantile Exchange, live cattle were higher, feeder cattle were lower, hogs were higher yesterday. At the close on the futures, August live cattle 14060 up a dollar 40, October live cattle 14510 up 62, December 15107 that was up 37 in February at 15552 that was up 27. Feeder cattle were lower across the board. August feeders 17995 down 72. September at 184.60, down 40. October at 186.85, down 32. November at 188.37, down 37. And January also down 37, 189.02. Lean hog carcass contracts higher. August finished at uh, 122.40. That was up 15. October at 101.07, up 22. December hogs 90.62, up 65. And February also up 65 at 92.72. Board of Trade was mostly higher yesterday. Good demand, to dry weather. Today's report, not expected to show any uh, big changes as far as what they're estimating for crops. So uh, trade mostly higher yesterday and overnight. December corn a fraction higher at 628. December oats at 424. Wheat for December did lose 8 cents overnight at 818 this morning. November soybeans up 4 at 1452. And meal for October up two twenty a ton at four hundred nineteen dollars and ten cents. Cheese prices were higher. Barrels up four and three quarters at one ninety two and three quarters. The blocks up two at one eighty four. Butter up three quarters of a cent two ninety seven and a half. 
August Class 3 was up a dime at 2013. September lost 11 cents down to 2010. October down 3 at 2081. November up 12 at 2135. December was unchanged at $21 even as those prices in early in the next year were all higher up through July. Almost 10 minutes after 5 o'clock, we're going to go back to the Clark County Fair. We were there yesterday afternoon, yesterday morning, yesterday afternoon. But uh, we got some of the results for you. But also, the Nielsville FFA, a very important program that they're going to kick off at the fair this weekend, starting today. We'll hear about that next, right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's a busy week at the Clark County Fair. Not all showing. There are some other things that are going on. Very important things. Farm safety is uh, very much an issue on folks' mind here in Clark County, especially in the Nielsville area. And Amy Gerhardt is with me now. Amy, now, I guess we can say, the former agriculture instructor at Nielsville High School, as Amy has uh, left that position. But before you left that position, Amy, you guys were busy because of a tragedy in Nielsville. Take us through the scenario. Sure. And- Early June, our Nielsville community and, and honestly our agricultural community lost a farmer here in Nielsville, Tom Kren. And we, at the same time, were in Washington, D.C. for the Washington Leadership Conference for FFA. And the whole idea of that conference is to come back to your community and make a positive difference. That's what the kids are taught to do during that conference. And so the four students that I took to that conference were so moved that we have to do something. We This accident was so preventable. We have to do something to bring awareness to farm safety. And so they spent hours traveling home, figuring out how can we do this. And it was an amazing brainstorming session. And they've created a campaign that's just going to make, a, I think, a really positive impact here and way beyond Clark County. And you mentioned this accident that took Tom was so preventable, but like so many of these accidents, a highway accident where other drivers just aren't paying attention to farm equipment. Right, and I think the most important part about this is people just see tractors and whip around them quick and they're, they just move on with their day. And Miss Byrne is a good friend of mine and, and our community, and she had a Facebook post that just hit it home. It was like they are not just farmers. They're parents, their moms, their dads, their brothers. They are family to someone. And so it's so important that you just slow down. There's no reason to pass these this equipment. The few minutes you're going to save are not worth a life. All right, so this program is going on, and it'll be kind of kicked off here this weekend at the Clark County Fair. Courtney Olam is with us from the Nielsville FFA. Well, Courtney, Ms. Garrett talked about you guys brainstorming. What all went into your brainstorming, and what did you come up with? During WLC, we basically had time to plan stuff. And on the way home, actually, we came up with our campaign, um, and we kind of wanted to create a slogan around family. So the letters of family spell out, farmers are moving, I will look and yield. So F-A-M-I-L-Y. And uh, this is going to be something that uh, you're going to actively hand out some materials at the fair. What are you going to hand out, and is it going to be all weekend long? Yes, it'll be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We have stickers to put on whatever you want, basically, and then we have yard signs that are for sale as well. 
Now, the stickers are just basically window stickers, bumper stickers, wherever you want to put them, on your tractors, pickups, whatever. Yes. And what about the, the farm signs? You're going to be giving these away that people can put in their yards to remind people on these rural roads, take care. Yeah, they will be uh, free will donation signs, um, and they're just yard signs, basically. How did you get started with this? The idea is a wonderful idea. Did you get uh, some financial support from some folks around Nielsville, or did it come out of the FFA Treasury? Where did you get started so you could get the stickers and the signs? Uh, right now, the funding came out of our Treasury. Um, and you're looking, though, for some support from local businesses or, or farmers or anybody that would like to help. Correct, yes. So you're going to hand them out this weekend at the Clark County Fair. Is that all, or are there going to be other places that you can get them? I don't know, at school after school starts, or some of the agribusinesses around the area? Right now, we're looking into being at the Marshfield Fair. And then other than that, I guess contact Mrs. Gerhardt or reach out to Miss Byrne. I'm sure she would be able to help as well. Miss Byrne is a new ag teacher at Nielsville. Correct. Are you the uh, official or unofficial chair of this campaign as far at the student level? Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, I have a couple other kids that are helping me with it, especially Emma Moen. She's been a really big help to us. And again, that will go on today, tomorrow, and Sunday at the Clark County Fair. And again, it was unfortunately lost Tom Krenz just before the Nielsville Dairy Breakfast at the Boone Farm. And um, his wife carried on to kind of run that breakfast. So uh, farm people are tough. But uh, not tough when you're hit by a truck with your rolled off of that. So, again, for uh, Courtney Oldham and uh, Amy Gerhardt getting this program underway, farm safety, again, I say it a lot, and I'm negligent too, we don't talk about farm safety enough, but they'll be talking about it at the Clark County Fair for the next three days and hopefully beyond. So get those stickers, get those uh, signs you can put in your yard, uh, family, because it's uh, so important. As Amy said, farmers, people on that machinery, they're family to somebody, and uh, the Krenz family lost uh, lost dad, lost Tom, so uh, not a good thing. So be careful out there, because right now we're uh, moving hate equipment around the roads, so uh, take your time. Sixteen and a half after five, we got more farm news to take a look at on Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, this year's cropping season is a long way from over, but about 11 o'clock this morning, we'll get new USDA estimates on how big those yields might be. The August crop production report is expected to lower the size of this year's corn crop from 14.5 billion bushels down to 14.38 billion as dry, hot weather is expected to take some yield. That would also lower per acre yields from the earlier estimates of 177 bushels an acre down to about 175.8, so not big drops. Some recent infield surveys by private companies, though, have lowered estimates of the corn crop to as low as 167 bushels an acre. Soybean yields are also expected to be down slightly in today's report, but again, only by a little. The expected production estimate is about 40 or 4.47 billion bushels, down from the 4.5 billion bushel estimate of earlier reports. And we've got uh, more things to talk about as far as the uh, fairs are concerned. The calendar, lots going on. You heard about the, the Colby polls and uh, 
They've got First City Days in Abbotsford. There'll be an antique pull tonight in the park in Abbotsford. So lots going on around the area. Also, we are going to hear a little bit about steam engines coming up on wax as we look at the, the news and all the good information. Brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. A lot of land comes with a lot of work. The Kubota MX Series has a lot to offer. Part of their under 100 horsepower tractor lineup is rated number one for reliability. They feature the versatility to mow, move hay bales, grade roads, and clear brush and snow. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for a full disclaimer. Visit Chili Implement in Chile today for all your equipment needs. They're west of Marshfield on 8th, then south on Y. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Summer activities, of course, focus around the county, district, state fairs in Wisconsin. Steam engine days are very, very popular. In fact, it was one of the highlights at the old exhibits at recent Farm Technology Days in Clark County. And, Allison, you're finding there's a lot of enthusiasm over these old steam engines, aren't there? There is, Bob. I don't know if you've had a chance to get out to any of these shows this summer, but one of my favorite parts of these antique tractor shows and steam shows is seeing those steam traction engines moving around. I'm Allison Lund from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and I spoke with Jeff Bloomers, who is the steam school contact for the Wisconsin Historical Steam Engine Association. Before he dives into the work that it takes to get these 100-plus-year-old pieces of machinery moving, he shares how many there are across the state. Well, I would say across the state of Wisconsin, somewhere between 200 and 400, I'm just guessing roughly. What kind of work goes into operating a steam engine? You know, these are older pieces of equipment, so what kind of work is going into keeping them running and presenting them at the shows? Well, first of all, it takes a quite deal of time just to get one running because you have to build up a head of steam and uh, the full-size uh, steam traction engines hold, uh, you know, two, 300 gallons of water. Get that all to the boiling point. It takes an hour or two before you have a head of steam. And uh, so it's a matter of firing uh, the boiler, which has a firebox that uh, most people burn wood and some burn coal. But uh, even if you're burning coal, you have to have a, a good wood fire started first. Uh, so there's a lot of work just to get that started, and then while waiting for steam, you're normally going around and checking everything to make sure it's lined up right and lubricating, oiling, greasing, that kind of stuff. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of jobs that gets us into running, and I know it always appears as if there's a team of people that are working to make these machines run. Is there usually certain duties that every person's responsible for on each team? Um, it, it just kind of varies with, with the group. Um, sometimes um, people kind of take charge and, and uh, we don't really designate jobs or anything. But, uh, you know, yeah, quite normally there is a crew of people, two or three maybe, with, with an engine. Um, now, I have a small engine at half scale, so it doesn't take work. So it's easy to one person. Aside from getting the machines actually running, how do you maintain them? You know, these are 100-plus-year-old pieces of machinery, so do you have to run them every so often, or what kind of maintenance work do you have to do? Well, I guess one of the most important things to do is um, after you're done running one, it's a very good idea 
to drain the water and get that boiler dried out. Um, sometimes these steam engines go from shoulder to shoulder to shoulder for weeks on end. Uh, but if you have a, a week or two where it's going to be idle, it's a great idea just to drain the boiler, plug it, and then just open it up so you can get it dried out because you get rusting and corrosion which damages the boiler. So that's the main thing. The other uh, items are just lubrication and taking care of any repairs that have to be made. About how many people are there across the state that could help with these repairs? Or is it sort of if you're an operator, you should also know how to take care of it and there's not really that many people to rely on? Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm guessing uh, there's probably about, uh, I'm just taking a rough guess at this one, but maybe. For every traction engine out there that's capable of running, there's probably three or four people that are capable of operating one. Focusing towards the future, how are you keeping the younger generation involved in maintaining these pieces of equipment? Because it does seem to take that many people to run uh, just one steam traction engine. Yeah, a lot of the families that are in steam have, you know, their generations come up and, uh, you know, they, a lot of them are, are part of the group and part of the hobby yet. And we also promote, promote, uh, the youth by, uh, scholarships. We have our steam school that I talked about. And, uh, you know, we encourage young people to sign up and we offer scholarships that covers the cost of the tuition for the steam school. Um, so those are the two biggest ways of, uh, getting the youth involved. And you keep mentioning this STEAM school. Could you detail for me, what is a STEAM school? Well, we came up with this, uh, our uh, our association, which is the Wisconsin Historical STEAM Association. We formed this club uh, approximately uh, about 20 years ago. And uh, one of our biggest uh, uh, focuses was on safety and uh, in order to be safe when you're running, being around a steam engine, you have to know, you know, what what to do and what not to do. So, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are, are buying these steam engines and they really don't have too much of a clue on how to operate them. So that's why we started the school and, uh, you know, we, we teach the safety part of it, which with a steam engine, uh, the main thing is that you have enough water in it because you're always boiling water and making steam and replenish that water. And uh, the most dangerous thing with a steam engine is a low water level because it can, it could uh, ultimately cause an explosion if, if, uh, if, if things weren't handled correctly. With these dangers that can arise with running steam traction engines, what kind of safety measures must you take if you're going to, you know, take them to a show or have them out in public? Are there any special certifications you need? Yeah, first of all, uh, any boiler that's displayed in public has to be uh, inspected by the state of Wisconsin. Um, so uh, annually, there, there is an inspector that will come to your location and he'll inspect your boiler and, uh, you know, once you pass the inspection, you'll get a certificate, which you carry with you or have posted on the engine. And, uh, and, uh, the shows out there will require that your, your, uh, your steam engine has an inspection on it. They allow you to bring it to the show. And again, all kinds of shows still going on. The steam engines, uh, all going to happen. And, uh, in fact, uh, 
We've got uh, the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club show down in Baraboo. That's coming up August 19th, 20th, and 21st. And we got a lot of them around uh, a little closer to home. But again, steam engines, so very, very popular and interesting. A nice display at Farm Tech Days. 28 minutes after 5 o'clock, we've got 63 degrees. little rain out there this morning, and we'll get some news. Morgan's up. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, and we've got 63 degrees. Again, some rain out there this morning already, so that'll be good. Morgan's garden will grow even that much better as Morgan McCarthy joins us. How's your garden look this year? Do you mm-hmm. have to water it a lot? You want some tomatoes? Yeah. Oh, my. Those? I have a, so many. I have a thousand tomatoes. I'm putting Siggy on her task today. She's going to pick them for me. Oh, bring Little me cherry a few. Tomatoes. I yeah. love a good fresh tomato. I got some some fresh uh, pepper bacon. Yeah. And You're building a sandwich right now. Oh, I can man. see that and, coming oh, together. And then you get the, you know, you get some special bread at some of the special mm-hmm. bakeries around. Yep. Oh, man, tomato. And you know what I put on it? My mother taught us this a long time ago, and people look, turn their nose up, but I said, try it, and then turn your nose up. Instead of mayonnaise, mm-hmm. put peanut butter on it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Pepper, yeah. bacon, peanut butter, tomato, lettuce. Oh, man. And you don't even have to keep the mayo off. One mayo well, has a little slice yeah, exactly. and then peanut butter on the other oh, slice. There man, you go. Oh, man. Oh, now I'm hungry. I think this, you just submitted an order. We have to get the kitchen <laughs> fired up here in the newsroom, right? I think we're going to have to. Well, you got the, you do that later on. Right now, I want to find out what's going on. Oh, we have those headlines cooking, and we'll get those to this morning. They stay in our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We know a man charged with killing a woman then setting his house in Chippewa Falls on fire is due in court would be formally charged this month. Prosecutors yesterday said 58-year-old Scott Vanigan's Raymond is sent for August 31st. Police say he stabbed a woman to death then set fire to his home on July 27th. As fire investigators said, the fire looked suspicious from the get-go. Continuing in the courts with 715 Newsroom coverage, John DeMaster brings us the details after prosecutors in Chippewa County are not taking a woman to trial for stabbing her boyfriend. They can't prove it wasn't self-defense, right John? The DA's office yesterday said it won't file charges against Liam Mickelson. Police say she stabbed her boyfriend to death back in May after he spent the night drinking, then came home and beat her. There's a video of the man chasing Mickelson before he stabbed. Investigators say they're not sure exactly what happened. Prosecutors say they're moving on from the case. I'm John DeMaster. When it comes to that political stage, if you saw more familiar faces than usual voting, you were right. Voter turnout for Tuesday's primaries hit a 40-year high. The unofficial results from Election Day showed 26% of voters cast a ballot, and that's near record for an August primary. Over 690,000 Republicans and over half a million Democrats voted on Tuesday, which of course means the political stage will only heat up from here till November. And that was uh, proof positive yesterday with the campaign stop here in Eau Claire by Governor Evers. He talked uh, abortion, education, the governor trying to show the difference between him and the Republican nominee. You'll see Tim Michaels on the ticket in November. That's who you'll pick to in those ballots. And go, Pack, go. You got that 102-year slideshow from the team on social media yesterday. Maybe you saw some of those pictures as the Packers celebrated their 103rd birthday by highlighting every team photo from 1919 up until last year. Now, it was on August 11th, 1919. 
that the Packers were created as a team. The Packers begin their 103rd season tonight with that preseason game against the 49ers. And suited up off the field and back to the barn, we send you to Bob Bosold in the Midwest Farm Show right here on Wax 104.5. Oh, that's good stuff. Hey, you have a good weekend. Hey, I got tomatoes to pick. I, I'll yeah, bring it to you. On. When is... Uh... Pickle Festival in Boyceville. <laughs> that, I do believe, is coming up next weekend in August. Next weekend. Yeah, you, right. you're going to be my date. I'll get you a sash and a tiara. <laughs> I'll put you on the float and practice your wave. How about well, that? Well, you've been perennially uh, a queen or a princess uh, in Boyceville. Honorary, yeah, yeah honorary, right. sure. Okay. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you, Bob. There goes Morgan in the newsroom this morning. And uh, we've got about, uh, what is it, 27 minutes before 6 o'clock. You want to find out about the rain? We'll do that next. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Chippewa Valley Bean bringing out the Downsville area, bringing us our weather this morning. And that means Mike Dandry is over in the weather room. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How we doing? Good. I can't get out of this building because uh, I've got to run this board and talk on the radio. So I haven't looked out the window. We don't have a window to look out of here anymore. So is it raining? Well, we're having a couple sprinkles, but, okay. uh, you know, nothing really just kind of scattered right now. The widespread stuff's still over Minnesota at the moment. But it is going to get here? Yeah, we'll get a little bit of rain. Now it's not really going to be a drought buster, unfortunately, especially those areas towards, like, St. Croix, Polk County that could really use that. They're in the D2 category now. Uh, we're not going to be busting that drought anytime soon. But we will have those chances for showers today. Cloud cover hanging around, and it is going to be a lot cooler, getting only into the mid to upper 60s for our highs. And some of our rain totals look to be between about a third, or excuse me, a tenth to a third of an inch, otherwise going into tonight. Another chance at just a couple stray showers, but otherwise mainly cloudy. And temperatures only dipping to the low 60s, so really not much of a change in our temperatures. Now, a little bit of humidity returns for Saturday and Sunday. We'll have partly sunny conditions and highs in the low 80s. Sunday night, mostly clear, dipping to the upper 50s for our lows. Now, Monday brings a very slim chance at a shower or thunderstorm, but otherwise we'll have uh, partly to mostly sunny conditions and temperatures in the low 80s once again. Tuesday and Wednesday, things look to be dry for the moment, and Thursday brings us another chance at a few showers and uh, possibly a thunderstorm as well. Mostly hanging out in the upper 70s and low 80s for our highs, really for the forecast period. And for now, again, we are just looking at a couple sprinkles, but otherwise mainly cloudy conditions. And our temperature in Eau Claire right now, 61 degrees. Boy, I'll tell you, that's not a bad forecast. I know a lot of people would like a little more rain, but boy, it's it's been pretty nice here compared to other parts of the country. Oh, absolutely. We're not dealing with that ridiculous heat in the yeah. Great Plains, unfortunately, uh, you know definitely thoughts out to them and we had some good you know hay bale and weather so yep. you know we can't complain too much i guess no we'll get back to it after today what four five six days maybe a nice weather yeah so uh make hay while the sun's still shining as they say oh i thought you just made that up that was good <laughs> listen I, I try okay <laughs> you do a good job mike we appreciate it thank you bob you have a great weekend all right there he goes mike dandry over there at skywarn 13 brent just walked in the studio let's get it on the scene rain reports the rain did you get wet coming in just a little bit of sprinkle every now and then it's a little okay. wet out on the pavement but more to come, I guess. I hope so. All right, and Brent's going to be uh, with us, of course, as he uh, looks at the crops in our Winfield program this morning. But our weather with Mike brought to you by our weather brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. 
Chippewa Valley Bean, the world's largest kidney bean processor, based right here in Menominee, Wisconsin, wishes all the great Wisconsin farmers a productive and successful end to our 2022 growing season. With harvest just around the corner, it's the perfect time to be looking ahead to next year's rotation, which could include kidney beans. Kidney beans are competitively priced and highly profitable, making them a great addition to your rotation. Call Ben at 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com to see if growing kidney beans is right for you. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Friday morning at Wax. Glad to have you along. Again, 61 degrees right now. We're to, what time is it? 22 minutes before 6 o'clock? It's easier to tell what time it is when you look at the clock. All right, let's uh, tell you what's going on. Don't forget uh, a lot of activities going on this weekend. Lots of fairs do continue. Clark County, then they'll have that special Nielsville High School uh, FFA having their farm safety campaign starting over there at the fair today in Nielsville. Also, the Pierce County Fair going on. They'll be judging beef and dairy later on today. Russ County Junior Fair, the Sawyer County Fair also going on in Clark County. The meat animal auction will be Saturday afternoon about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Also going on in Abbotsford, First City Days, an antique tractor pull tonight at the main park there in Abbotsford. Colby also having a special pull this weekend. And also in Medford, coming up this weekend, the 13th and the 14th, Saturday and Sunday at Medford High School. It's their back-in-time tractor show hosted by the Medford FFA, FFA alumni, and the Coosie Preserve. And it'll be at the Medford High School Barn. Not many high schools have their own barn for the FFA program, but uh, what a great facility they have up there. Now, this is free admission. Food will be available uh, on-site. Craft vendors, tractor activities, and uh, if you got some, uh, and it's free to get in, too. You don't have to worry about that. And if you got an old piece of farm machinery that's in good shape and you'd like to display it, uh, bring it on. Talk to George Rudolph. He'll take care of you up there for that. So again, uh, some of the things that are going on around our area and uh, we wish you uh, a good weekend as far as getting to those activities. Also, we want to say congratulations to a couple of folks. Keith Summerfeld. Remember Keith, the Dunn County Agricultural Agent? He was on the Dunn County Board after he retired. He and his wife are celebrating their 72nd wedding anniversary. Keith Summerfeld, and I apologize, I do not know his wife's name, but uh, Keith, uh, always fun to work with as a Dunn County agricultural agent and uh, just a good guy. So congratulations to Keith and his wife. 72 years of wedded bliss. That's great. And also at the recent uh, Ag Instructors Convention in La Crosse, Mike Sable of Auburndale was honored with an uh, Agricultural Lifetime Achievement Award by the Wisconsin Association of Ag Educators and the National Association of uh, Agricultural Educators. Lifetime work in agricultural education, service to agriculture and community service. And uh, if I miss, don't miss my guess, I'm sure he'll probably be very important at the Hog Show at the Marshfield Fair coming up here in a week or two. But again, he's been so involved in uh, agriculture Taught at Mayville and Auburndale High Schools, uh, final 31 years at Mid-State Technical College. So a well-deserved award to Mike Sable of Auburndale. And congratulations, Mike, and uh, thank you for all the work that you have done. 
Also, the uh, governor's Blue Ribbon Auction, we told you about uh, some of the champions and what they went for, and uh, not a lot from our area, but uh, there was some. The Reserve Grand Champion Steer, crossbred, exhibited by Tucker Bayer of Ringle, brought $17,500. Also, the champion Main Anjou Steer, exhibited by Cora Kapatsky from over to Ellsworth, Brought $7,500 at the Governor's Blue Ribbon Auction. And as we said, not all those funds go to the exhibitors. A lot is uh, held back and goes for scholarships. And uh, a lot of scholarships from our, well, some scholarships from our area. $2,000 scholarship to Shade Maddie Bunker of Sparta. And a $1,000 scholarship to Trent Laufenberg of Melrose. So again, uh, not all those funds. I mean, everybody thinks, oh, look at all that money going to that kid. No, not all of it goes to the kid. It's uh, it's held back. So again, congratulations. And uh, Clark County Fair, as we said, we talked to some of the exhibitors. The Grand Champion Steer, shown by Wyatt Dietschy, and uh, he's from the Loyal FFA. Last year's showing, and Wyatt uh, had to get a championship, he said, because his sister's got two and she never lets him hear the end of the fact that he doesn't have a grand champion. Now he does. So, Wyatt, congratulations. We'll hear from him later on uh, in the weekend or early next week. Brooklyn Claybots had the reserve champion steer out of that same class. So, good steers. Also, uh, in the dairy steers, Evan Penterman from the Reesburg Ramblers, Penterman's uh, Dutch dairy. He had the champion dairy steer, and Isaac Jacoby had, from the Loyal FFA had the reserve champion steer. Also, uh, Devaney Hinkleman from Loyal, who's the state FFA officer, had the grand champion hog, and uh, Luke Schroffnagel from the Thorpe FFA had the reserve champion. So, again, lots of things still going on at the Clark County Fair in Nielsville. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We gotta get moving. We gotta get to the markets. Then we gotta get to Brent. Let's go to the Altoona Equity Altoona Barn here from Jim Lindsay on the Thursday sale. Choice beef steers and heifers, dollar twenty-five to a dollar forty-five. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, dollar eighteen to a dollar forty-three. High yielding choice prime Holstein steers, dollar thirty to a dollar forty. Choice Holstein steers, dollar sixteen to a dollar twenty-nine. Select underfinished heavyweight and oversized steers and heifers, dollar fifteen and down. Top 20% of the call cows sold from 89 to 97 with a top of a dollar. 60% of the call cows sold from 69 to 88. Bottom 20% of the call cows sold from 68 and down. Call bulls sold from 85 to a dollar five. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls are all discounted. 80% of the 95 pound up Holstein bull calves sold from 60 to $120 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $70 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 100 to $217 per head. Our next feeder sale is today, August 12th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. And I got to crack myself. That wasn't Jim Lindsay. That's the new guy. And a young man that I've known since, uh, well, almost the day he was born. Bryce Cragness, who is the uh, new assistant manager at Equity Altoona. A great young man. He knows the, the livestock industry and uh, does an awfully good job on the reports. That's for sure. So uh, good to hear you, Bryce. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, where are we? About 13 minutes before 6 o'clock, and we go to the equity barn over at Stratford. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. Well, where are you headed this weekend? Well, Bob, and a good morning. I'm not quite sure yet. I've got a lot of stuff going on, so we're not going to be going yet. 
All right. But like, well, you'll decide, I'm sure, in a big hurry. But uh, in the meantime, wrap up the week for us over at Stratford. I'll certainly do that. Bob, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary uh, from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. On the comment on yesterday's close, high-yielding, fleshier cows in yesterday's auction selling from 88 to 94 and a half. Uh, Earlier in the week, a lot of cows selling from 95 to a top, weekly top of 105. Most of the cows this week selling from 65 to 87, and your thinner, lighter carcass cows, 65 and below. On the bull trade this week, your better quality bulls, 95 to 115, topping at 119 and a half. Half, lighter bulls below 90. Fed cattle in a strong trend this week. Choice grading beef steers and heifers are selling mostly from a dollar twenty-eight to a dollar thirty-eight. High yielding choice uh, beef steers of high yielding ones from one forty to one forty-eight. Choice grading Holstein steers are mostly from one twenty-five to one thirty-five. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers from one thirty-five to one forty-three. And your select grading cattle one twenty and below. On the uh, organic market on Tuesday, good quality certified organic. Cows, those high yielding organic cows from a dollar up to a dollar twenty nine. Now, in the calf market this week, good quality Holstein bull calves yesterday, seventy five to one fifty. Again, uh, fancy bull calves uh, this week from one fifty to one eighty five. Extreme top at two oh five. Uh, very limited demand on the heifer calves this week, thirty and below. Beef calves very strong, one fifty to three and a quarter. Fancy beef calves earlier in the week from three fifty to a top of four hundred. Just want to uh, mention a couple of special sales next week here. Equity Stratford. First of all, for full marketing week, of course. But our next uh, our next hay sale will be next Tuesday. Also, our next dairy auction will be next Tuesday. And we do have a special feeder cattle sale coming up here on Wednesday next week. A uh, big feeder cattle sale uh, uh, on the consignment list. We've got a lot of good quality cattle, including a one owner consignment of over fifty uh, yearling uh, Hereford, Black Angus, Red Angus cross steers and heifers. Uh, very good opportunity to buy some good cattle. Just uh, uh, short term cattle yearlings weighing seven. 50 to 800, so those will be on the sale next week. We also have a large consignment of over 50 Holstein steers, all one on cattle, weighed around 1,000. So a big sale, feeder cattle sale next week for you folks that are in that business. You can check more information out on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. And Bob, we'll turn it back to you. You enjoy the weekend, and it'll be uh, probably be nice to uh, spend a weekend in Wisconsin for lunch, huh? Well, I didn't mind spending the weekend where I was last weekend. It wasn't, wasn't bad having... Uh some German food and German music, German beer. Not a bad place to be. Yeah, well, I'm sure it is. And, of course, now we can uh, – do they have – I'll let you go because I know you're busy. But do they have, like uh, – do the people over in Germany have, like, organized baseball and stuff like that? or Soccer. They're, they're hung up on soccer. They play little games. But soccer, their world revolves around soccer. That's, oh, well, that's what they do. So it's a, it's, a, it's a lifestyle for them to play soccer. But uh, – and it's uh, – you know, not something that I spent a lot of time watching, but uh, they do over there. Hey, you have a good one. You also, Bob, and we'll be talking to you next week. Thank you. We'll be here. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Board of Trade yesterday was uh, mostly higher. Good demand, dry weather, and uh, overnight, uh, looking at that report. Overnight, December corn a fraction higher, sitting at 628 this morning. The oats at 424. December wheat down 8 at 818. November soybeans up 4 at 1452. October meal up 220 a ton overnight at 41910. Country elevator prices at wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls, Connersville. Corn 632. Beans 1487. Doomer's grain at Holman. Corn 648. The beans 1551 on our DTN screen. Corn at Golden Plump at 648 today. 
Baldwin, 629 on the corn, 1503 on the beans. Duran, Mondovi, and Elmwood all have their soybeans at 1498 with the corn, 624 in Duran, 629 in Mondovi and Elmwood. Fall Creek, 613 on the corn, 1473 on the beans. Osseo, 633 and 1503 at Elk Mound. Corn is 644, beans 1503, Sparta, 663 and 1501. Ellsworth, 613 and 1478. The corn at the ethanol plants. Boyceville, 681. Stanley, 669. New Richmond at 663. Cheese up yesterday, four and three quarters on the barrels to 192 and three quarters. The blocks up two at 184. Butter up three quarters of a cent, 297 and a half. August class three up a dime at 2013. September down 11 at 2010. October down three at 2081. November to up 12 at 2135. December unchanged at $21 even, but prices from there on out. Mostly higher out through July. 61 degrees right now. A little rain in the area. We'll find out about uh, the effect of that on the crops on our program this morning. Our Winfield United covering the crops. Brent Wink joins us next. And uh, on a Friday morning, Brent Wink joins us on our covering the crops program. You were down in southern Wisconsin earlier this week. Things look good down there, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I got a little windshield time this week. I spent the first couple of days of the week with the Alcivia sales staff. They're kind of working on their seed kickoff and program rollouts. And so it's kind of good to see. I know they'll just a lot of great opportunities of packaging seed, fertilizer, crop protection, crop health, great financing options, and kind of just exciting to start seeing some of those things roll out. And then our uh, Winfield United team moved further down the state, and we spent uh, the last couple of days in the Janesville area, northern Illinois area. Uh, we've got a research facility down in Janesville, and DeKalb and Asgro have a research facility uh, down there as well, a few miles away, kind of on that beautiful prairie outside of Janesville. So just uh, amazing what the crop looked like. It's always fun to kind of get out there and and talking with breeders and and talking about products and looking at new things and mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of really interesting things coming down the pipeline uh decalb has really uh, revamped their lineup there's kind of some new traits and technologies on the market uh, tricepta is a new uh trait package which get, which is given a additional above ground insect control uh black cutworm control it, it just uh, the pests always figure out a way to uh, still keep attacking. So that's coming out. They've got a new Smart Stacks Pro, which is going to give additional benefits for uh, below ground protection. And then they've got uh, kind of what they're calling their Smart Corn, which is actually a short statured corn. It's a couple of feet shorter than traditional corn. It's going to allow uh, full in season management. We're going to be able to use ground machines to be able to get through this corn for fungicide or nitrogen applications. They're actually finding some really good silage quality numbers with it. So that's a few years out. But, again, it was really neat to be able to see some of those things actually in the field and how they're performing. And we've got a lot of that stuff up here in our plots as well. So we've got the opportunity for the local growers to see that. So August 24th will be uh, Synergy Co-op's plot day out at the Ron Proc No Answer plot out there on County Road E outside of Menominee. And then August 25th is Alcivia's Grower Day there as well. And both days run from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. Great opportunity for every uh, manufacturer of crop protection products, all of the seed companies, 
uh, everybody there at one stop to kind of look at a lot of these technologies and to look at a lot of the varieties and practices and all those things and an opportunity to get to see it. So it's kind of that time of year where it's our fair season, I guess you'd say, to be out in the field and and kind of seeing all of these things uh, and how they're supposed to work and maybe sometimes... Uh, why they didn't work so great opportunity so we'll we'll talk probably more about that next weekend and it's it's interesting and i know we got to go but you talk about corn two feet shorter and it's always been you know the conversation growing that taller corn oh 12 15 foot high and now we're going back to yeah where it and it's again. it's all about you know standability yeah, and can we push yeah. populations a little higher without corn lodging it was really amazing to see but again that's a few years out. We'll we'll uh, but again, it's kind of neat to see some of the stuff behind the curtains as well. So it really is. All right, sir. Have a good weekend. Uh, yeah, it's good to see you back in the studio. You have a great weekend as well. All right, Brent Wink with us once again on a Friday morning covering the crops from Winfield United. And again, sixty-one degrees out there. Looking for a high today. Only about sixty-seven. We got some sprinkles out there today. So get out to a fair. Some other activities. A lot of good things going on. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadaf. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.